Welcome to the Moving Past You radio show, a show about identifying, confronting, and embracing the obstacles that block and delay us in walking in our divine purpose. Each week, we delve into the complexities and rewards of walking in your purpose. Now, here's your host, Juanita Gaynor. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us um, this evening. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm excited. Um, We did have a little break last week because um, we wanted to observe, you know, Passover and Holy Week. And um, so we definitely, you know, didn't really do anything last week, but we are back this week and we are doing solo this week because there was an important lesson, important um, topic I wanted to speak speak about because I feel it's very, very important. Um, when we we think about this series, I told the storm. Um, so again, um, just thank you for being with us um, tonight. Our focus is going to be on our foundational scripture is going to be Psalms thirty four eighteen, and it reads as such: The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. So when um, I was thinking about what to um, discuss when I was praying to God, you know, the things to discuss regarding I told the storm, he gave me this topic. He um, he wanted me to revisit this. Done some teachings on this before, but I think now more than ever, we have to kind of understand the strength of brokenness that I said it like we have to understand the strength of brokenness. And you may say, what? That, that doesn't make sense. Like, why Why would there need to be strength in that? Why would we need that? But when you look back over 2020 and you look at all of the things that has happened, you understand that there has to be a strength in it. There's a reason for it. Um, so again, we are going to definitely be discussing the strength of brokenness. Now, when I first, you know, ventured on this topic, you know, you thought about what does brokenness mean? What could it mean? You know, it can mean a lot of things. Um, it may simply imply, you know, messiness and imperfection. Um, it can mean heartbreak. Um, it can mean physical weakness. Um, for some, it's a reason to demand pity. Um, For others, it's a motivation to stay true to themselves um, and their flawed humanity and not to attempt to appear to put it all together in this nice, pretty, little, neat package. Um, There's a lot that we can definitely talk about um, in regards to the meaning of brokenness. So when I think of brokenness, um, these are some of the questions I want you to think about. What if instead of questioning, we surrendered. Um, What if instead of worrying, we trusted? And what if instead of wandering, we rested? And so when I think back on the last year, it was a perfect breeding ground for that. Perfect. Because with everything that was going on, we had to learn how to surrender We had to learn how to trust and we had to learn how to rest. 
There was no and ifs or buts about it. We had to learn how to rest. And so when I fully, you know, think about that and things like that, it's just like, well, how do I rest? How do I, you know, do those things or whatever? There's so many things about it. So let's just think about brokenness throughout the Bible. Now, in in essence, it's like an oxymoron. You know, like if you read throughout the Bible, it says brokenness is strength. And you're like, how? You're wondering, how is brokenness strength? How is that? You know, how can it be? You know, in order to use men and women to the fullest extent, in order for God to use us to his fullest extent, he has to break us. Because see, we have to have a different kind of strength that's not a part of our origin. We have to have a different type of strength that is not what we were born into. It's a supernatural strength that we have to have to move forward and walk the way God wants us to walk and move how he wants us to move. So therefore, the only way we can get that is through being broken. Now, if you think about Paul, Paul was broken at the Damascus Road. Peter was broken after Jesus was taken prisoner. Jacob was broken at Peniel. And David was broken after his sin with Bathsheba. And we can go on and on and on. The list is endless. But everyone has to be broken in different ways in order to fulfill what God needs them to be. See, when we think of brokenness, we think of frailty. We think of, you know, less than. We think of, you know, not high quality. We, you know, basically we get like whatever. See, when we are broken, we become to come to grips with the reality that nothing is our own. You know, it's not of our own strength. You know, when we are broken and we allow God to do what he does, it gives us a new strength and emerges that God uses us mightily. You know, God resists the proud. He doesn't he don't want anything to do with them. Nothing at all. But he gives us grace to be humble. So don't fear brokenness. You know, see, maybe a missing ingredient to a life that emerges with a new kind of strength and experience not known before. Um, So pray for a broken and contrite heart that God can bless. And so before we go further on the teaching, just my personal journey with this, when I, when COVID hit, it was, you know, okay, great. You know, I don't have to go out, but then I was reaching back and I was like, you know, God was instructing me to do things. He was just instructing me to move. He was instructing me to be a better person. He was instructing me to step up my game. But I had excuses. It was like, oh, my schedule is so crazy. You know, I'm getting going back and forth. You know, how am I going, you know, with, you know, not having transportation or not having stable housing at the time? Um, How can I do the extra? How can I go the extra mile that you want me to go to? And so when COVID hit, 
And I didn't have the excuse of, oh, well, my schedule is crazy. Or, you know, then now it became to, I used the, oh, well, I don't have a car right now. So I can't always, you know, do those things. Well, he took that away. And, you know, moving into the latter part of 2020, you know, when it was just like, okay, well, I don't have enough room. I don't have, I'm not stable, you know, um, I can't. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna make that way. What I learned through this, the year was that God was using that time to take away our excuses to serve him. He was taking away the um, excuses that we couldn't step up to the bar. We couldn't get, you know, step in the game because you had so many people who would say, well, I got to take Johnny to soccer practice where I got to take, you know, Mary over to ballet and I got to rip and run around and I got to pick up the kids from here and I got to take them here. And, you know, and he was like, I'm going to get you because see, for those people, many were in their, in their quiet time and in their prayer time was begging for a relationship with their children. They didn't understand why they didn't have the closeness or the connection. You know, and for many people also in that quiet time, they were wondering what happened with their marriages, with their relationships, with their family time. So God was like, I'm going to make this happen. And see, when we think of the pandemic or things like that. It wasn't that he made it happen. He allowed it to because it needed to happen. Things had to flush out. Things had to be broken in a manner so that when he builds it back up, he can take out all the imperfected pieces. Now, I don't, I know I don't know the proper term for it, but it's um, Asian, um, Asian culture where when they put something back together, they use like a golden glue that goes in between and you get to see all the cracks and all the imperfections. And that's what God does with us. What he does is when he breaks us, he then picks up the best pieces. He picks up what he wants to preserve. He picks up what is going to complement and accentuate what he has bring to the table as well. And then he gathers those pieces and he puts them together. And that gold liniment is what he is all through it. So you're like, well, I've been shattered. How I can't, all the pieces of me can't be found. All the pieces of you were never meant to be found for the new person. You had to be shattered because you're holding on to things that you wouldn't let go. So in shattering and in breaking you, you ain't had no choice but to let them go. You know, and that could have been relationships, friendships, family, employment, he shattered that. See, we we need to think about what what do we do with the brokenness that we see, you know, inside of us. See, when the facade doesn't cover well, the cracks show through. And it reminds everyone around you that you're flawed. That you're imperfect. How do you live through the shattered image with all the beautiful shards mocking you from the ground while you sit naked and bare? Now, trust me, 
Bend down that pipe. Bend down that road. It it is your because you're bare. And it's like you feel like sometimes forsaken. You feel like, why are you putting me out here like this? You think he's really left you when he hasn't. He's really preparing you for greater. See, the brokenness we try so hard to hide from others can look like all sorts of things. Depression, marriage problems, parenting problems, obsession with appearance and weight, you know, suicidal thoughts, alcoholism, anger, feeling like we just don't get it. We just don't get, we don't get God. We don't get this Jesus thing as we call it. So instead of allowing and surrendering to it, we paint over it. Hoping that no one realizes what's going on in us. We try to keep it locked up until we can't anymore. And it comes spilling out in an embarrassing and defeating torrent. Now, see, I would say that, but I like it to be out there. Because, see, when it happens in that way, sometimes... It's helping someone else outside of helping you. It's it's bringing it to the forelight. And see, when it happens, we pray to God, like, take this away from us. We don't want this. We don't need this. Why are you doing this to us? See, we want healing and we want it right now. And see, often the assumption is that these cracks in ourselves are detrimental to God's work in us. Let me say that again. We make the assumption that the cracks and the broken things that are within us, God can't use us because of them. And in order for us to be used by God and to do the God's will, we we need them gone exact. We need them gone done. We It, it just got to go. We, we don't need to see it. Not at all. And so we hide it. We hide our brokenness, not realizing the value it has for others. I'm going to say that again. We hide our brokenness Because we don't realize the value it has for others. Because we're so afraid of being rejected. We think we have to have this facade on to being this strong Christian that has never gone through anything, that is perfect, that we've been delivered and nothing ever goes wrong. And see, what's interesting is that I never found that anywhere in the Bible. I don't know anywhere in the Bible where a Christian as strong as his own willpower or determination will be good. It talks about our weakness and that Jesus, if Jesus allowed to be strong, you know, And so when I look back over my life and 
And I love being transparent in my life. Um, I can honestly say that my life has been marked by brokenness. Um, I didn't know what it was, but I always had this need to prove myself. I wanted to feel important, validated and loved. Growing up, I tried to heal this brokenness in so many ways. First, I tried to fix it through approval. (laughs) I can tell you right now that was an epic fail, epic fail, epic, epic fail. You know, I, I, I thought that if I could get everyone to like me or accept me, this feeling of dissatisfaction would fade away and I would be happy. And see, as time went on and passed, I found that I could never win the approval of everyone. So I was left even more broken. And then, of course, I tried to fix myself through success. You know, if I thought if I can get that 4.0, I would be happy. If I studied hard, I could, you know, could, but, you know, it, it was just like I, I would get that 4.0. I was a very bright student, but it just wasn't the answer. Then I got older and then I tried to fix my brokenness through relationships. (laughs) How many of us have tried that and has failed miserably? Because we're broken, so we don't attract what we need to build. So therefore, we attract brokenness as well, you know, and being attractive. And yes, I was the bomb.com, still am the bomb.com. But, you know, you really put it on. You make sure it's like the body's booming, banging, the hair's done, nails done. And I still do that, but it was on a different level back then. It was just like I never walked out the house not stepping and moving and going. That's how I did it, you know, Um I tried the drinking, um, doing, being, being in the streets, doing, just doing reckless stuff. I mean, I tried having the most fun I could possibly have. I tried going out every night and numbing the brokenness. Eventually it would go away, right? (laughs) Wrong, wrong, wrong. See, I was seeking healing through avenues that left me more broken than I ever had been. See, the most pivotal point in my life happened in April of 2012. Mind you, this was eight years, eight years before the pandemic. Um, I was just done. My brokenness had reached a culmination where I literally asked God, why do you love me? I could not, for the life of me, understand why anyone would love me. Couldn't understand it. Could not understand it. And um, who... I didn't understand how God could love me because I hated me. I 
hated everything about myself. So that was my question to him in April of 2012. Why do you love me? What makes me so special? Because I don't see anything worthwhile. And at that point, I had hit bottom, a rock bottom that I could not even imagine. And I'm thinking that it's all over, even though, you know, been gifted in ministry, gifted in ministering in song, um, gifted with businesses. It wasn't enough. I was still trying to fill voids the, you know, in the world. And that was then when I decided that I was going to surrender and I was going to let him do the healing. And we have to understand that Jesus is the only way to heal that brokenness. You know, he makes things new. You know, and when I decided to allow him to do that, I was a new creation. I was free from the sin that dictated my life. And mind you, I had given my life to Christ a long time ago. I had really, you know, whatever I did. However, I was at a point in my life where I was allowing things to dictate me, even though I, you know, said I was saved and I believed and whatever. I had not fully given him a turned over my life to for him to fully do what he needed to do. I, I didn't fully surrender to the call. I didn't fully surrender to the purpose. So I continued to just backpedal. And so when... I decided that time that it was, I was surrendering, you know, he, he chose me. I had to accept that Jesus chose me. He chose me. He chose me. I'm going to say that again. He chose me. And I think that's a lot, you know, we don't understand. Sometimes we think about it and we're like, oh, okay. But he chose me. You know, he rescued me. And he is still transforming me every day back to the original design he intended for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I still mess up. And I mean, sometimes I mess up bad. I still struggle with identity issues and sadness and feeling inadequate. But now... These all point to the cross. See, my struggles just make me realize, you know, our God is so great and how I desperately and we desperately need him. See, the most beautiful thing is that in our weakness, God's strength is displayed perfectly. We are not called to perfection. And I need to say that again, because I, I feel so many people walk away from their call or walk away from what God has them to be because they feel they're supposed to be perfect, you know, or people make them believe that they're supposed to be perfect. And that is not the case. That is not the case at all. We are not meant to supposed to be perfect. We are called. We are are supposed to glorify God. We are not here for perfection. You know, and so let's talk about 
five reasons, five, and we want long, why being broken is okay. And again, I know many of you know who are listening now, who was watching or who would listen and on the replay, you're like, how is this beneficial? How is this beneficial? And I get it because I used to say the same thing. I was like, there's no way this is beneficial. Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, there's no reason that there's a benefit of being broken. Before I was broken. I didn't understand it before, but I understand it now. So I'm going to walk with you and help you understand that. See, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to run away like I did. Trust me, I ran in the beginning. Oh, I ran. Bye-bye. I was not trying to have it. I was not trying to do those things or be accountable. I was done. I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm going to keep ditching and dodging and I'm going to put the mask on or I'm going to try to see if I can run over here. You don't have to run away. See, being broken makes us human. We're human. It's an opportunity for God to come into our lives fully fully and to build something even better. So let's go over a few reasons. Number one, being broken means you're living. It means you're living. You know, just because you're broken, it doesn't mean, you know, you're anything less than human. Being broken means that you took the risk. It means you pushed yourself out of your comfort zone. <clears throat> it means that you took that saying, live life to the fullest and actually did it. See, in my experience, being broken means that I was pushed to my limits. And now I'm finding out how much further I can go. Number two, understand that it's going to get better. It's going to get better. <laughs> See, you, you heard that cliche. My current situation is not my final destination. Trust me on this one. Trust me. The strongest people I know are the ones that picked up the pieces of their life and carried on. And let me help you. They didn't just pick up the pieces by themselves. God was there helping them pick them up and pick up the proper ones and putting them back together. See, when you allow God to break you, yes, you're picking up the pieces, but with his guidance, you're picking up the proper pieces. You're leaving the, the shame and the hurt and the disrespect behind. And you're picking up his glory, his strength, his love, his purpose, his ideals, his kingdom. That's what you're picking up. So when he breaks you and you're picking up those pieces with his guidance, you're picking up the pieces that you need to continue to build. Now, it may not be better tomorrow or the next day or the next month, but it will be. You have to just keep pressing and keep smiling and keep obeying and keep living. And it will. My favorite part of being broken is that it's an opportunity for growth. 
Yes. You know, it is that time when God comes in and builds something greater, strengthens you, uplifts you. You know, during this time, you're going to learn a lot about you. See, being broken allows God to show you you, allows you to learn and tap in to who he originally created you to be. It allows you to see the depths of your soul and to understand that he has so much, he has so much greater for you. It allows you to see you. You know, surround yourself with godly people. Surround yourself with friends and family who can uplift and correct and love. You know, you don't, you ever heard the thing? Um, it was something that my grandmother used to tell me all the time. She says, sweetheart, when you get married, you should have married friends. All of your friends should not be single. And I didn't understand that at first until I got married. And then you realize that you don't do things as single people do. So what you do is you gather yourself with like-minded individuals. People who are going to tell you if your stuff is not in order. People who are going to love you. People who are going to counsel you. People who are going to uplift you. So if you have been removed from a situation that has been abusive or hurtful or you know someone has taken advantage, we don't surround ourselves with those same people. We don't put ourselves back in the same situation because then it gives us the same results. When we have been broken and we've been put back together, we now surround ourselves with the people who can uplift and glorify God. Who's going to call us out on our BS when we try to land it? Who's going to uplift us when sometimes we just hit that low, low and don't realize that, you know what, even though this is a low point, God is still here. I'm still his. I'm still chosen. I'm still wanted. I'm still loved. Um, the fourth benefit of being broken, and this is one that I had to truly learn and to embrace, that it was okay to feel emotions. For most of you who don't know my background, I am the survivor of physical and sexual childhood abuse, domestic violence. So I was beaten into submission. My feelings didn't matter. Emotions was, you know, didn't happen. So you, you didn't know what to do. It was okay to just be numb. So when you are now in this healing process and now you're dealing with this rush of emotions that come to, to you, you don't know how to deal with them. You are this foreign and you think it's out of place. You think you should not feel it. You think it's something that should be left to someone else. But in actuality, it is okay to feel emotions. See, I know for me, the hardest part was to admit that I was broken and that I felt things. I was finally admitting that it bothered me. I was admitting that I was hurt. And that was the hardest part for me, to admit being hurt. 
The next part was admitting that I needed help. And the reason why sometimes we don't need help because we feel people will use it against us and mistreat us and be unkind. I'm here to tell you that it is okay to ask for help. Ask a friend, a mentor, or even better, ask God. And God is going to place in your life the people around you that you can ask for help that is going to be there for you. It's okay to admit that you can't handle this life on your own. And five, it doesn't make you less human. It doesn't make you any less human. In fact, feeling broken, it makes you more human. It's a part of life. You're not the only one that feels hurt or alone or betrayed or depressed or devastated or lost. You're not the only one that feels like the world is crashing down around you and on you. Trust me, you're not. I know you're not the only one because for, you know, for a very long time, I felt that way. I felt that way. You know, and so when I think of the last year, God has allowed brokenness to happen because we are in a state that we need him more than ever. We are in a state that we can no longer turn a blind eye to what is necessary. So what now has happened is, is that all the excuses, all of the complaints, all of the things that we use not to spend time with him, not to spend time with our family, not to spend time with our children, not to spend time with ourselves. The pandemic for me, the most part for me has been the ability to spend time with me, to look down in the depths of my soul and understand what do I do, where I come from, what is going on. I've had to look at some harsh realities. Ooh, I've had to deal with some crazy things. But in that quiet time, which was necessary, I no longer could hide behind a busy schedule or that I had to be up at the crack of dawn so I can get in the car and drive to the other end of town and do this. I no longer had those excuses. So we had to deal with it. And in dealing with it, it was a blessing. Because see, brokenness is so beautiful because of how God can use it in our lives. It is something that can draw us near to him. Brokenness can make room for a contrite heart and repentance to bring us back into fellowship with him. I know so many people who flipped because we have not been in the physical building of church. And what I realized is that my altar is here in my home, in my studio, wherever. It's here. I should be having that relationship with him here, not someplace else. Here. So that when I go out into the world, when I go out into the to minister, when I go to church, I've already had him with me. 
I'm not waiting to get to the building to have that, you know, one-on-one time with him. I am doing it myself, you know. When we allow him to do what he needs to do, it is lovely in and of itself. It's not the end of the journey. It's not, you know, a cute hashtag because, you know, we become hashtag crazy, you know, in the virtual environment, you know, to put a nice picture on a dirty house or things like that. It's not a word to use when we want to feel authentic. Standing alone is messy and sad. You know, no, we want to think about the beauty and spiritual brokenness is found in where it brings us. See, true brokenness is a tool in which God brings his wandering sheep back to his loving arms. So when I say all that, I want the Lord to break me. I want to surrender to his will. And I want you to, too. You may be saying, you know what? This is just too much for me. Like I, I have all of these things and the, I, I suffer from depression. So I, I, you, it can't help. Let me tell you, I suffer. I am diagnosed. I suffer from depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, journalized anxiety, um, you name it. But in allowing him to break me, it you know, I have my moments still. But instead of, you know, saying or feeling bad that I have those moments or instead of trying to hide them or instead of trying to continue to put a mask on, I can openly say now, you know what, Lord, I just I'm not feeling my best. Or I can call a friend and be like, you know, this is what I'm feeling like today. Or I can call my therapist. You know, I know that's a big no-no and some Christian societies, but I, I have a lovely therapist that I love. And, you know, God has put that person in my life to be the balancer of emotions, just like my primary care doctor, just like my pulmonary specialist, you know, all of those things. My therapist is a part of that job and that process, along with my pastor. And everyone comes together to build a, you know, a spiritually physically, mentally sound individual. So even though we are still in the midst of this pandemic, even though for some people they've lost greatly, for some people they've lost loved ones and they're still hurting. For some people they have loved ones that are suffering from the virus right now, you know, and you just think that it's not going to get any better. Or you've lost someone and you said, well, God, why did you let that person go? Well, was their time here done? Was everything that they can do completed? Did they, you know, walk in their purpose? Or was God trying to make room for you to grow, for you to flourish, for you to go to the next level? Sometimes we have to look at it just that simple. While it's, you know, we're going to hurt. We're going to want our loved ones and our friends and our families next to us. We have to be ever present and ever thoughtful about where God wants us to be. So I thank you for joining us this evening for I Told the Storm, The Strength of Brokenness. You know, I Told the Storm is a series that we'll be carrying out 
for as long as God tells me to. Um, where we'll be discussing with awesome men and women um, about their struggles and how they've sought God to do those. And you know what? And if they're still going through them and what their I told the storm moment was. So if you're interested, you can go to the website, www.movingpastyou.com to um, look and do request to be a, a speaker. Um, or you can go to our Facebook page um, and check off, you know, contact. And therefore, will somebody will reach out to you with the information. But we want to hear your story. We do. We want to hear your story. We want to know how you, you know, had your eye told the storm moment. So look forward to hearing talking with you on next week as we continue the series, I Told the Storm. I told the storm that there was strength and brokenness. And every day I live it, every day I breathe it, because there is strength in brokenness. Thank you so very much. We'll see you next week and have a blessed, blessed evening. Thanks for joining us this week on the Moving Pasture Radio Show. Make sure to visit our website at www.movingpastyou.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. If you found value in the show, rate us on iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for our next episode. And remember to always be kind in your word, your thought, and in your deed. Be blessed.